Hey guys, this is Amber. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Printer Podcast. Today I have a really special interview to share with you um, with my friend and fellow coach, Jade Alexander. So stay tuned. Coaches like us start our businesses from scratch. Most of us have no formal education or training in business, but we do have a heart to help others with our passion and skill, and we want to make good money doing it. This podcast is for people who find themselves in that unique position. When becoming a great coach requires us to become great entrepreneurs. The big question is, how? This podcast is the answer. My name is Amber Smith. Welcome to the Coachpreneur Podcast. Okay, you guys, I am so excited for this episode today. I'm sharing my friend and fellow coach, Jade Alexander, with you. And Jade is a faith-based life coach. She helps moms ditch the overwhelm and the guilt. Um, I will share all of her information um, in the show notes so you can look her up, but she's amazing. And what's really special is that I've known Jade for a really long time. We actually met when we were 18 (laughs) in Greece, like the country. And we were there between, like, for our senior trip, basically after we both graduated from high school. And so we, I, I have pictures. I'll have to, if you follow us on social media, I'm gonna post them. Um, we ran a- across the Olympic Stadium together and like saw super cool things in in Greece. And I think just think that's a fun way to start our an amazing friendship. We've stayed in contact over the years. And Jade found coaching and, um, I was so excited when she did because like I had already started my coaching business. So it was kind of cool to mentor her in the beginning and now she's killing it in her own business as a faith-based life coach. So I'm so excited to share our interview together. Um, and I want you to pay attention for a few things. We talk about cool things like, um, the role of a coach in the coach client relationship. We talk about why failing is a good thing and how to feel safe to fail, which I think is a really important principle to apply in your business. We also talk about things that serves her well in her coaching business as far as like her personally. And I'm really excited for you to learn from Jade and in listen in on our conversation. So I will share that with you now. I also want to add that I was sick at the time we recorded this. So I apologize for my low and raspy voice, but I know you're going to get a lot of value out of this. So here we go. Hey, Jade, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. This is so exciting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So let's just start. I already introduced you. So let's just hear a little bit from you about your background, what you're up to, um, how you got into coaching. Cool. Um, So I am Jade Alexander. I run Jade Alexander Coaching. Um, I'm a life coach for multi-passionate moms. And besides that, I've been married for seven years now. Um, to the guy I met my first day in college. Um, And I'm a mom to two little boys, two little toddlers, and they keep me very busy. Um, I don't know. What else do you want to know? Well, let's hear, since this is about coaches, we'd love to hear, like, let me hear about the first time you heard about coaching. Like, what was your introduction to the coaching world? Okay, well, the very first time, if we're going to be technical, was actually on Gilmore Girls. Um, Paris Geller has a life coach. Parents. <laughs> That's awesome. He had her do like deep breathing and like a craft corner, and he was That's kind great. of a weirdo. 
And that is just what I thought a life coach was pretty much my whole life until two years ago. Okay. Um, I had this really skewed idea of what a life coach was and what they did. But I guess for real, a couple years ago, a close friend of mine told me about a podcast and it was a life coach's podcast. And she said, like, you got to listen to this thing. And I listened to episode one and it was just that thing I didn't know I needed until I found it. Yeah. So I listened to the first few minutes of episode one and I was hooked and I just started listening to like binging as much as I could and just applied everything that that coach told me to do. And my life just got dramatically better on my end. And that's when I recognized the power of life coaching and that this life coaching thing was not at all what I thought it was before. What did you think it was like Paris, like deep breathing and crafts? Yeah, just somebody who was kind of like funky and I don't know, kind of hippie and woo-woo ideas and yeah, not at all at the level that I know it is now. Right. And providing the transformation, like we're going to talk about what you do and what you've seen your clients do, but true transformation, it's not all just talk and woo, right? Yes. (laughs) So how did you know you wanted to be a coach? So I've always known that I wanted to help people. Um, initially it was, I wanted to be a dentist and then, um, thought about nursing and things more like the physical side of helping people. Um, but then in college I took some marriage and family classes and that piqued my interest, but it just didn't really seem like it was going to work out for me. Um, then once I got married, became a mom and started looking at what I actually wanted to do with my life. Uh, coaching became more appealing, especially once I was on the end of being coached and I saw that transformation that I was getting. I hit a point where I just couldn't not give that back to someone else. Do you feel like you always kind of had it in you to be a coach? Um, now, I, looking back, I think I do. Okay. I'm cheating because um, I know some of these answers. Me and Jade are friends. <laughs> um, you've you're an athlete. Yes. You have had other business ideas before that you've tried revolving around coaching. I don't know how much you want to go into previous things, but you've always kind of had that in you. Maybe you didn't see it clearly. Maybe you didn't see the opportunity to make money from it. What do you think? Yeah. I don't think I ever saw myself as someone who was going to be like the main breadwinner or make the majority of our family's income. I always kind of just had it in my mind that that was going to be my husband and I would be home with the kids and I was totally fine with that. But I, there was always something in me that was just kind of nagging that I had a purpose next to motherhood, that motherhood was something I really wanted to do. And I still really prioritize that, but I also feel called to do something additional to motherhood. And now I know that that's coaching It took me a while to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a lot of coaches' stories. Totally. By all the things. Um, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what I wanted to study in college. Finally just picked a major and graduated just to graduate. And then I started, uh, I was a Beachbody coach for a while because Mm -hmm. I loved that aspect of helping people and, and motivating them and inspiring them but I didn't want it to just be so focused on one area. I love fitness, but I wanted it to be 
all the problems that people are facing. And when I was introduced to life coaching, I realized that's what that was. It's being able to do something different every single session that every person brings their own set of struggles and trials. And I get to use those tools to help them with those. Totally. So now you, you mentioned that you're a beach body coach, which is technically coaching, right? Yeah. And, but there's a huge difference between being in an MLM and running your own business, which as you know, this podcast is about coaches that are entrepreneurs. Yes. <laughs> and so can you speak to that? Like, what is it like to have like a curriculum kind of like Beachbody kind of tells you how to run your business and they have the products for you versus coming up with your own ideas, launching your own like offers and services. Yeah, it's a whole new ball game. I was not prepared for the amount of things I would need to learn and the work and the energy and all the things that come with being an entrepreneur. Um, your, I think your intro says something about like most of us don't have an education or training in business. And that is so true for me. I was an English major. Um, I never saw myself as a salesperson or a business person. My husband is that person in my mind. And so I loved the network marketing realm because I had uplines training me on everything and I really didn't have to do much. I just kind of followed their checklist for success and yeah. there's really no checklist for a life coach or a business coach. Um, we have to just do what works for us and what works for our clients and our niche. So it's just very different, but this is much more challenging and because of that much more fulfilling. Yeah, I agree with you for sure. And I think trial and error, I think Beachbody and other coaching programs that are like, like there's a lot of opportunities online. Um, life coaching is just one of them, right? Um, to have an online business. And I think something that people forget is it is trial and error. Like you do have to try things and fail so that you can figure out what works for you versus, hey, here's the script. Here's exactly what to do on a daily basis to build your business, right? Like no, one, no one's telling you that as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I love the idea of failing forward, that failure isn't really a bad thing ever. It's just me constantly learning and growing and progressing. And I've just come to really love the failure process. What? Because that is when I, that's when I'm becoming my best self. And I've just totally redefined failure since becoming a coach and an entrepreneur. And I mean, growing up, I was kind of a perfectionist and an overachiever. And failure, like I, I didn't do a lot of things because I was scared to fail. I just didn't even try them. And so now being at this point where I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, I'm trying new Instagram strategies and new things on websites and new coaching tools. It's just constantly learning and messing up and loving myself anyway. I love that. And I think you brought up a good point that um, like the business side, right? There's the coaching. You have to deliver the service of coaching. But you also have to run the business side, like the website and your social media and your email list or whatever you're doing to get clients. So you said you love failing forward. <laughs> so I'd love to hear <laughs> maybe a failure that you feel comfortable sharing <laughs> on a podcast <laughs> that you learn from. Obviously, don't share one that's like now, but maybe in the past. Um, oh, yeah, because I'm failing every day, if we're being honest. So <laughs> good. Um, you're doing it right. Yeah. So my very first public speaking event, I guess. Um, I was so prepared. I was pretty confident, but the day of I got really nervous and 
when I got there, I was expecting a smaller room so that it didn't seem like there were so many people, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The room was bigger. The people were right in front of me just staring at me and I just panicked and I kept losing my spot in my notes and I just stumbled over a lot of my words. And I think I still gave good content. I delivered value to them. But I saw that as kind of a fail. It did not go how I wanted it to go. And I left just kind of kicking myself. I wasn't good at failing at that point. And so that was really hard for me. And I was embarrassed and just kind of, who am I to be doing this? And Mm. should I even keep doing this? Um, But now I just laugh at it because it was just such a stepping stone to where I am now. And now I don't have problems really speaking in front of people. You have to suck the first time, right? Yeah, you got to start somewhere. That's another thought I love is, well, I had to start somewhere. Right. I also think it's, you, you mentioned changing what you thought about it, like a reframe from well, that sucked, I'm a failure, I'm never going to win or whatever, to that's a stepping stone, which like, I love the idea of like, um, failures paving the way of success, right? <laughs> you, have to, yeah. you have to lay the foundation with failures, unfortunately. Yeah, you had posted something about, shoot, it was that thing about failure, like scared to be seen small. Yeah, most people aren't scared to start, they're scared to be seen small, starting small. Yeah, and I really love that. That resonated with me because that was my biggest fear was being scared to be seen at the beginning and the small part. I wanted people to just think I was successful right off the bat but that's just not going to happen. Like I'm going to start small. I'm going to not have clients at first. And now I do. And now I'm in a whole new place and I'll be somewhere new in a couple months. Yeah. And I love that. And I think it's a real pressure for coaches and entrepreneurs in general to watch people who are killing it (laughs) and say, I need to be like them, but we forget that they started where we are and they started small. You know, most of them, I think some of them have some crazy stories, but most of them started really small, you know? Yeah. And so it's part of, part of the process. You have to be willing to go through it. (laughs) Okay. So in your opinion, this is a very open-ended question answer, however you want. What do you think the most important part of running a coaching business is? That's such a good question. I think because it looks different for every coach, but for me, well, okay. This is for all coaches. This part. Um, I do think the number one thing of running a coaching business is belief, um, belief in yourself and your ability to coach and your ability to run a business belief in what you're offering and that it's going to serve people, um, belief in your clients that they'll put in the work and that they'll get that transformation that you know they can have. Um, and then for me, my belief in God, because Really, I feel like he's the center of all of this. I think he's given me these abilities. He's really the one that's kind of made it all happen and given me that grace on the rough days and that strength I need. So belief, belief, belief would be the number one thing. Um, But I also think pretty important parts are showing up every day, especially when you don't want to, which as an entrepreneur, That happens a lot where you just aren't going to want to show up, but you do it until something works and something clicks. Um, Inviting, just telling people 
what you do and how your offer can help them, that's your responsibility as a coach is to let them know that you have something that can help them. Whether they take you up on it or not is up to them, but you have to put it out there. Um, And then doing the work on yourself, like practicing exactly what you teach and showing up for you. Um, A huge part for me is having my own coach. I always say that I don't trust coaches who don't have their own coach because I just don't think you can fully value what you're doing as a coach unless you're on that other end and being coached and getting those transformations. So belief, showing up, inviting, and putting in your own work. I love that. Um, So can you tell us, like, what was that like for you to believe something that you've never believed before? (laughs) Well, um, you know this really well. So I guess you guys don't know this, but Amber is a big part of my coaching journey. Um, I feel like you set an example for me of that identity and belief and really questioning why you have the thoughts about yourself that you have and if you want to keep them or not. So I had to really dig through a lot of beliefs that I had in myself um, and what a mom was and what a wife was and what kind of person I even wanted to be. Um, Making money. Yes, my, <laughs> my ability to make not just money, but like a lot of money. Good money. Yeah. yeah. Cause I had done these little odd jobs and made a little bit of money here and there, but nothing substantial. So seeing myself as a businesswoman, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a salesperson, taking on all of these new identities and believing that I could do them all has taken a lot of work. But I think I'm really good evidence that if you put in the work like anybody can do it because I did not believe in myself in a lot of these areas and now I'm where I am and I'm pretty happy with it but I think what makes you successful just because of some some of my clients live in la la land they they would say they believe something and they don't and I know they don't because of their results and so you I think had really good self-awareness you saw that you didn't believe a specific thing like I still remember when you (laughs) were texting me about like not believing that you could make like really good money like that was something that you were really struggling to believe was possible and but you worked on it and now you're making good money and it's because you you started with your thoughts which most coaches know hopefully that your thoughts create your results (laughs) and And I think it's also, I think a good entrepreneur is self-aware enough to see that what you really believe and what you really don't. That's a good distinction. No no la-la land. (laughs) Yeah, I'm starting to see that my self-awareness, I used to kind of be annoyed at it. I was like, why do I pay so much attention to what I'm thinking? Before I found coaching, I just thought it was like this annoying thing I did. And now I'm like, oh, this is a great thing. It's almost like a superpower to just be able to embrace and accept where I am at any given time and be okay with it and then do the work from there. And it can help you coach your clients to be more self-aware too. How would you tell someone if, if you consider yourself not self-aware, if you're listening to this and you don't think you're self-aware, Jade, what would you say would be a good place to start? Like how have you become more self-aware? How would you help them become more self-aware? Um, is thought work too broad of an answer? Um, no, I mean, that's a good start. Let's dive in a little bit. What do you mean by thought work? 
Okay, so I have a morning routine um, that I've been doing for a little while, and I start with a prayer because um, it's really important to me. I, I kind of have labeled myself a faith-based coach. Um, I a lot of my clients are faith-based, and so I I don't like to leave that out. So I start my morning with prayer, and I just like to check in because I feel like God can show me better than anyone who I am um, at the core of it all. And so I like to check in there, but I like to do um, a gratitude journal and think about all the things that I have going for me and how life is working for me. And then I do a thought download or a brain dump or whatever you want to call it, or I just get thoughts out there on the paper and figure out what I actually have going on in my head. So what is it like 60,000 thoughts yeah, a day something like or that. something like that? And I, I feel and think a lot of them, but I'm not aware of a lot of them also. So I'm um, figuring out what it is that is really going on in my mind and then pinpointing the things that seem most pressing and urgent and coaching myself through them until I don't feel like they're really an issue anymore or taking mean? that to my coach. Okay. That's good too. Of course. What do you mean by self-coaching? Um, I think the most important thing to me, the thing that's been the most helpful is to separate fact from all of my thoughts and opinions and all the mind drama that I have. So just sticking to very neutral, factual <laughs> statements and then just kind of filtering everything from there has been a good start for me. And I recommend that to all my clients that in session one, that is the first thing I make sure they know is to separate facts from thoughts. That's good. So can you give us an example? Um, hmm. Maybe about business. Like ability to run a business? Yeah, maybe something that you've coached yourself on or been coached on about your ability to run a business or your identity as an entrepreneur, something like that, where you separated a thought from truth. All right. So I guess one that I had been working on for a while that finally just had a major breakthrough was the thought that clients are coming. I remember even you, like you tried to get me to have that <laughs> thought a while, like a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard for me to believe that clients were coming. That didn't seem like a fact. So I guess if I, like if I want clients because I would like to make money and clients are going to bring the money, I needed some kind of believable thought that they were out there, that they're coming. And I think I had this idea of where they were going to come from. And that was overwhelming because I didn't know how I was going to get them to come from there. And I felt like it was just my job to drag them out of the woodwork. And now I know that if I just believe the thought as if it's a fact, then they do show up. And so I just worked on that belief that like clients are coming, clients are coming, or someone wants what I am offering. Yes. I have value. All of those yes. like, <laughs> <my> thoughts. Yes. <laughs> I just tried to think them over and over and tell myself them until I believe them. And one day I remember coming into the bedroom, my husband was on the bed and I just looked at him and I was like, so giddy. And I was like, babe, I finally believe that they are coming. Like something, a light bulb went off, a flip switched. I don't even know. 
but it didn't feel like something I was just telling myself anymore. I truly believe even now I get excited believing that these clients are going to come and I don't have to know where they're coming from. They're just going to come and show up and they're going to DM me and I'm going to be like, where did you come from? <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, now I, that's the exciting part. It's just every day I just know like somebody is one step closer to finding me and wanting my coaching and they'll be my client soon enough. That's so good. I work with my clients about going from the possibility to inevitability, you know, like when you, like my last podcast, well, I guess this won't be the last one at this point when this comes out, but (laughs) my second podcast that I did is like the number one belief you need in business is like your success is inevitable. And you could put anything in that, like me signing clients is inevitable. Me hitting my revenue goal is inevitable. And you know that you believe it's inevitable because of what, like what you just said is being excited because it's going to happen. It's not like, yeah, maybe one day it's theoretically possible for other coaches, maybe not for me. Like I believe it's possible, but it's a, it's really different when you believe it's happening. This is inevitable. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. I, I remember that the week there was a week in my business that it's like the floodgates just opened and people just poured into my DMS. And I seriously, I opened my Instagram and I was like, what even is my life (laughs) business right now? Like, where are these people coming from? And I was just so grateful for them. And now I just, I think you talk about this, but practicing gratitude for clients before you even know who they are, just being grateful in general that they exist in the world. And so I practice that and I can tell like it really does make a difference and they do show up. Yeah. I always say you have to have gratitude and sufficiency. Um, even when you don't have as many clients as you want, because that feeling actually creates and fuels more clients. <laughs> um, it's the backwards part of thought work, right? Like you have to feel like you have it before you get it, which is so funny. Okay. So my next question for you is um, I'd love to hear about the defining moment that you had where you knew you wanted to be a coach. Cool. Um, yeah, as you know, I had a lot of thoughts about my ability to be a coach and to run a business and what a mom of toddlers should be doing. Is that what I should be spending my time doing? So there's a lot of drama going on. And, um, I think that that moment, that real defining moment actually came either during or like right after a session with you. Um, you're a huge part of my coaching story. Um, you had asked me why I wanted to be a coach and I gave you an answer, but I think we both knew it wasn't the real answer. <laughs> this is the beauty of it. <laughs> so you kept asking me, but why, why, why? And just digging and digging until we had that moment where you strike gold and you, you feel it like to the core on an emotional level. Um, and you figure out that answer. And, and so that happened in a session, but Um, I had this glimpse of what the future could be um, for me, for my family, for clients that would come, and not just like a financial future and an ability to make money with coaching, but um, to see my, to, for my kids to see a mom do scary things. And for my kids to see a mom who chased her dreams, I just feel like that's so important. And I had this glimpse of it, like this little vision 
And once you see that, you can't unsee it and you can't unfeel the emotion that comes with that. And so that I think to me was that moment where I saw it and I wasn't going to turn back because I knew that's what I was called to do and I couldn't not do it. Wow. So it hit like on a lot of different levels. It sounds like. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I felt like if I, cause even now as a, as a coach and as an entrepreneur, there are days that I just really would like to quit <laughs> when it gets hard. And I know everyone listening knows what that's like and it's yeah. had those days. Um, but now I just think, okay, if I did quit, if I did give up on this dream and that vision, it would just feel inauthentic. And like, there's this whole part of myself that I would be giving up on and not letting bloom into what it has potential to be. Right. I always say you can't unknow what you know. Definitely. Yeah. Sounds like you know what you want. So like, was that enough to propel you into crazy massive action to be a coach? I can't remember if you told me to do this or not, but I actually hung up from that session and like recorded myself. I have a video saved to my computer um, and it's a pretty emotional and raw video just yeah. about all my, all of my feelings and those deep beliefs in myself that I was scared to give my permission or give myself permission to feel and believe. And so that was enough at the beginning to get me going and get me through those first tough things. Um, every now and then I go watch the video again, just to, rekindle that flame. Uh, um, but it is, I think as an entrepreneur, it's not a stagnant thing. You have to keep getting coached. You have to keep learning and growing and overcoming obstacles. I think that's part of the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that you're, you're always learning how to be one. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And what a cool gift you were able to give yourself. That's super cool. Thanks for sharing. Okay. So I'd love to hear what you think, like this is another broad open-ended question. Like what is your role as the coach um, in a coach client relationship? I like to think of myself as like the best friend or the confidant, but 10 X because clients bring you everything. They bring you the victories, but they also bring you the deep desires of their heart that they don't tell anyone else because they're scared to share, or they bring you the darkest things they're going through that they're embarrassed for anyone to know. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, that's an honor to me that a client would bring that to me um, and be that vulnerable with me. And so in that way, it is kind of like a friend, but you're more than a friend because of that extra trust that's there. Um, but also I say 10 X because the, as a coach, you're not judging them at all. You're not trying to offer advice or opinions. You are, you're not even trying to get down in that muck with them. You're just letting them get that out. And then you are loving them enough to be hard on them when they need it but also to put your hand out and pull them out of that muck so they can get where they want to go. Um, this sounds so cheesy, but something I really like to think about is to me, a coach is someone who like opens the windows to a client's soul 
but then shows them inside mm -hmm. and lets them see the power that they have already inside of them. It really isn't a lot to do with me. It's right. so much about them and their power and their ability to find the answers that they already have. They just don't know it yet. Yes. Yeah. So just helping them see it with a clearer vision and getting anything out of the way that is inhibiting them or holding them back. Yeah. I just had an interesting session about that very thing about like, can we actually get our clients results? And like the answer is no, right? Like the clients get themselves results. We just help them see that they already can. Um, and like, so I like that idea, even though it's cheesy, the window to the soul, but like really we're showing them and especially like I'm, I'm a business coach, but we talk about life too, but you specifically work with faith and like hard stuff. Cause it's life stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think for your clients, they probably really appreciate the neutrality that you bring the you're, you're good. Like I'm not judging you. Like you're always good to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's really cool. I also think that you, you can speak to this too. Like, I don't think coaches validate. I think friends validate. Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, that has been um, something that came surprisingly naturally natural to me. Um, but it is also still difficult, mm -hmm. especially when someone brings something to me that I do have an opinion about and having to just keep myself completely out of it and mm -hmm. not worry for a little bit about what my thoughts and opinions are, but really just help them see the facts of it all and what their thoughts are and what is not aligning with helping them become who they want to be. Yeah. And that, I think that's what, why people hire coaches. Cause if you want to like talk about your problems and hear someone say how hard it is and that they agree with you or that your husband's so hard to deal with or whatever, like their issue is your friends are going to support you. Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I totally agree. Right but a coach is going to go, let's dissect that a little bit. Like let's dig in, you know? Yeah. And I think as role. humans, we kind of need both in yes. just an opinion that I have, but mm -hmm. like, it's nice to have a friend that'll just be like, yeah, that really sucks. I'm sorry. And kind of give you that pity that mm -hmm. you're looking for when you vent. But then you also, it's, it's so nice when you bring something to a coach and they're like, no, stop complaining about that. That's not a thing. You're just making that up with your thoughts in your head. It's not helping you. Let's move on. And it's kind of like a shock to the system sometimes, yeah. but it's so needed. And that really is what gets you the transformation is being able to just stop throwing yourself some kind of pity party or feeling like a victim and yeah. getting yourself out of that and moving forward. Yes, I totally agree with that. Okay, so now I'd like to hear you talk about what it means to you to be an entrepreneur. Like, on top of being a coach, you're also an entrepreneur. What does that mean to you? Well, um, I think my idea of an entrepreneur has shifted over the years, especially more recently now that I'm starting to see myself as one. Okay. Um, what that word really means to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, my husband brought up that usually entrepreneur is defined by someone who's not an entrepreneur. I'd never really paid attention to that, but I can see that. Um, but to me, an entrepreneur is someone who like sees a need or an opportunity and then turns that into a business or a profitable product or offer. 
And I think the key part is that an entrepreneur doesn't wait until they're air quote ready. Um, they just dive in and there's usually some sort of risk associated with mm -hmm. entrepreneurship um, because they're passionate about helping people and adding value to the world. Um, my dad always says to leave a place better than you left it. And to me, an entrepreneur is someone who does that to the world. I love that. That's a, such a good definition. Go Jade's dad. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> pretty awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So what do you, like now I have a two-part question for you to wrap this up. What do you love about being a coach and what do you love about being an entrepreneur? Um, okay, so there's a lot of things I love about being a coach. <laughs> it's just fun. Um, but I think I, I really love that, I really do see it as an honor that clients trust you and clients bring everything to you. Um, that's really special to me. I value human connection. That's something that is just extremely important to me as a person and as a coach. And so the fact that someone wants to come and connect with me um, and that I can help them get the transformation that they're looking for, that I can help them feel what I have felt in my life. That's the most rewarding thing is me having an amazing session and then turning around and then helping someone else have a really like a breakthrough moment is so fun. That's so cool. I think some coaches also like being the ones to like teach them the tools that we know as coaches, like for the first time. I think that's really special too. Oh yeah. First sessions are so fun because yeah. <laughs> people, they have no idea what they're getting themselves into. <laughs> they think they do and they totally don't. Um, and just watching them as their mind is kind of blown, not necessarily by me, but yeah, just with the tools that you show them, having them see something new for the first time is really cool. Right. It's so cool. And what do you love about being an entrepreneur? Well, uh, the failure. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you love it. That's so good. I wish I loved it as much as you do. <laughs> you put me on a good day. I don't know. But no, it is. That's such a cool part of life now to me is just knowing that it's okay to fail, that it doesn't mean anything about me as a person. That's the huge shift. I used to think failure meant, meant something about me. And now yeah. that I'm a coach, I know that that's not true. It's just part of the process. And um, just the constant challenge of balancing scaling a business or balancing a life work relationship and finding new ways to be effective. And it's just a constant challenge and a constant progression. Do you consider like an entrepreneur as part of your identity? Now I do. How did yeah. you get here? Coaching. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Um, yeah, I actually, now that I see myself as one, I can look back to like my childhood and see that it's always kind of been a part of me. I've always had creativity, um, lots of good ideas, but that fear I had just stopped me all the time from moving forward on any idea that I had. And now that I've removed that block of fear of failure, that just kind of opened me up to allowing myself to 
be that entrepreneur and letting that side of me come out. I love that. I think it's a huge shift for people when they, they believe that it's safe to fail. I think that that changes people and how they show up for their business and for their clients too, because they're willing to try things. That's so good. So Jade, thank you for being here today. I love chatting with you, number one, because you're my friend, but also because you're a coach and it's so fun to hear your growth and like everything that you're up to. Where can people find you um, if they're looking for you? <laughs> yeah, come visit me. Um, I'm on Instagram. My handle is hey, it's Jade Alexander. And then you can also go look at my website online if you want to. It's jadealexandercoaching.com. Cool. I'll link those in the show notes too. Thank you so much for showing up and for taking the time to do this. I know you're a busy mama and entrepreneur and coach. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. This is so much fun. Okay. I'll talk to you later, Jade. All right. Bye. Bye. You guys, isn't Jade amazing? I hope you enjoyed today. I sure enjoyed interviewing Jade and sharing her with you. Um, if you guys could do me a favor, if you haven't already, if you like this podcast and you're listening to it, will you leave a review really quick for me? I would really appreciate it. And that's like life for podcasters. So it takes a couple seconds. Go like and review. Okay. Thanks. See you next time.